Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Drugs by Chance, where we come and talk all things entertainment, including movie, streaming. Actually, I can't, we can't even say that, because when we talk television, but no no music, no books. Still no books. We're not that desperate yet, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're, still, we're still going. And uh, yeah, this week, for reasons we'll explain much later in the show, we decided to take a look at The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which, yeah, a lot of you are probably wondering, Oof. Why? <laughs> But because if it we're glutton for punishment. There, yeah, there's there's a, there's a reason for it, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, Russell, we are we're back for another week. You, you, we are. You have some news for our audience. I finished Ozark. I Grace, at long I'm, last. Uh, finished all three seasons. So well, uh, yeah, last, great finally. great show. I, I'm not, I'm not caught up on Ozark. I need, I need to get back into it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. Highly recommended for everybody listening. Yeah, you also started Rest Development. I did. I I watched the first episode last night. Enjoyed it. So that might be something we're gonna. You want it? You maybe. A, uh, you on a big Bateman kick now or what? I, I don't know. I was thinking about it because, it, and that's it's funny that you mentioned it because I was like, I I just was I just like Jason Bateman in general. Oh, I do too. And I'm just thumbing through thumbing through Netflix, and I'm like, you know what? Let's watch this Arrested Development because everybody always talks about how funny it is and how you know. And I like Bateman and I, I like the whole group of guys that, that that's with with the show there. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and give it a shot. And it was funny. The first episode's really good. So yeah, it's something I, I wouldn't mind revisiting. So yeah, like It'd be a new endeavor. That's legit. It, it, that is one of my favorite. The original run of episodes is one of my favorite TV comedies of all time. Yeah, I think that it is nearly nearly pitch perfect. Every it's one of the few shows I know where like every joke hits. <laughs> it's and they hit yeah. hard because there's yeah there's there's so many so many classic like running jokes in, in that show that I I mean I I, can't, I want you to watch other things again go watch Mandalorian because there's only like <laughs> and I still need to watch Watchmen. Do you still need uh, to watch Watchmen? There's only like eight episodes. There's only like dude, eight there's episodes so much. Both. There's only like eight episodes of both. It take, it take you much. It, you get to those like much faster than you would anything else you're watching. But yeah, regardless, here we are, and uh, you know we're we're back with our regular segment. First of which is our trailer talk. First, uh, first one we're going to be talking about right now is for a movie called Becky. So Becky is, hold on, just bear with me, folks. This is a thriller starring Kevin James, Joel McHale, and Lulu Wilson. Who I think I think I've seen in something. I can't remember. Like the name she looks familiar. familiar, and the name sounds familiar. I have to, I'd have to look her up, but yeah, this is about a woman who. Oh, okay, that's right. She was in the second Annabelle and the second Ouija film. That's probably why she looks familiar. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, she plays a girl whose father's taken hostage by white supremacists, played by Kevin James, who like this is this is an oddly put together film because you know this is someone like. This is kind of like a Safety Brothers uncut gem thing, but we're gonna take this actor who's known for comedic work. We're gonna, we're gonna drag him through the, we're gonna drag him through the mud, uh, and for good reason too. I think like this is look, I look much as I hate Kevin James comedy. I don't hate Kevin James. I hate the product he chooses. Yeah, but I do think. Yeah, I do think like I've this is something I've tr- kind of wanted to see him try, just because. Yeah, I feel like every actor, comedic or not, can can try and stretch their range so i appreciate that he's giving us a shot so russell what do you think of the trailer for becky 
Believe it or not, honestly, I didn't know realize it was Kevin James till near the end where it said Kevin James because it just he almost looked like he had like almost like the Big Show look. You know what I mean? He did the bald with the beard, like, almost seriously. Sh- and I'm like, a much shorter. I'm sitting. I oh, clearly knew it wasn't. I clearly knew it wasn't the Big Show, obviously. But I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I said Kevin James. I'm like, oh shit, that's Kevin James. Really didn't even realize it. Until like I saw the name on the on the credit thing, and I'm like, oh. And then I saw him in the, yeah, completely like how you said something where an Adam Sandler to uncut gems. We get Kevin James completely out of his element, completely something that we don't see him do ever because he's always done comedy and like like kid films or whatever. But uh, yeah, it looks actually actually looks okay. Believe it or not, doesn't look that bad. And if nothing else, hopefully this will be like just really crazy. <laughs> Like they won't remember yes. that way, but yeah, uh, Becky set for a, a VOD release on June fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for Shirley. This is one that was big out of Sundance when you know film festivals were still a thing. Uh, <laughs> got big out of got big out of Sundance, uh, and yeah, this is a this is a uh, biographical like thriller drama set. I don't know what it's said, but it's about Shirley Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson, yeah. Shirley, yeah. Who was a writer? She was worked in horror and mystery, and if you look at pictures of her, she actually looks a lot like Elizabeth Moss, who is playing her. Uh, it's about a young couple who moves in with who moves in with her, and yeah, just like a weird like psychopathic trip from there. And it's, this movie actually looks like actually looks quite interesting. Russell, what do you think? Completely agree. Uh, Elizabeth Moss has really been uh, tearing it apart lately. Um, obviously, the success of Invisible Man and, and, and premature though, and it kind of unfortunate it went to you know streaming services there after the coronavirus because it was doing really good at the box office. Um, yeah, this movie looks really good. Um, she pro- looks like she like really delivers like a completely uh, way different performance than you've seen her do before. So I mean, I, I'm completely on board with it. Oh yeah, she's she's a fantastic actor. She's great in uh, the Hand in Handmaid's Tale. And yeah, even even Invisible Man, she's one of the best. Okay, granted, not, not nothing's really come out this year, but one of the best performances of the year <laughs> so far. And uh, Invisible Man, I mean, yeah, it didn't like light up the box office, but you know, it's Blumhouse, so it made a profit after its first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, this uh, also starring as well Michael Stolberg, Logan Lerman, who's doing a lot to you know really flesh out his career. Odessa Young, who. She probably like the most random stuff, but it's always nice to see her because she's she's a good actress. I liked her in Assassination Nation, uh, and yeah, it is set for also a VOD release, also on June fifth, twenty twenty. There you have it. There we go, double feature. Uh, now for the for the big movies we're talking about, first of which, uh, first movie we're talking about is for a Netflix film titled Space Force. So a little backstory on this one. Uh, I think it was last year, year before, uh, President Donald Trump announced that we are going to have complete dominance <laughs> over space, and launched a new military branch called the Space Force, which we were all like, "That sounds that sounds ridiculous." To which, yeah, I guess some writers are like it does sound ridiculous. We're going to make that a comedy, starring Steve Carell <laughs> as the guy who has to lead the Space Force. Uh, also starring uh, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Fred Fred Ward, a entire crop of funny characters, apparently from the same people who did The Office, uh, which gives which gives me 
gives me a little hope because I actually started getting into the office pretty recently. This, this is a very funny show. So, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Space Force? Yeah, I thought it was funny too. Um, anytime you can put Kokomo effectively in a trailer, uh, why not? Um, yeah, it looks funny. It, it does. It looks like Steve Carell's, you know, basically a, a Steve Carell type film. Um, and, and it looks really funny, believe it or not. It, it got that like dumb humor to it. And I think yeah. it's gonna be funny. It looks it looks looks really good. It it does it does look funny, and I I, I, hope, yeah. it, I hope it is I hope it is good. I'm looking forward to it. I'd find the release date, but my for some reason the internet my phone is being being a dick. So, okay, here we go. Uh, it's funny. May twenty ninth, May twenty ninth, twenty twenty. So right around the corner. And uh, last show we're talking about is I will say this one because this is easily my favorite of the ones we we got today. Uh, it is for the King of Staten Island. So the King of Staten Island is going to is the uh, Judd Apatow's latest film, uh, starring co-written by SNL's Pete Davidson. Uh, it's about a guy who, you know, he's you know had a bit of tr- trouble growing up. His father, who was a firefighter, died when he was seven, and as a result, it's kind of you know stated his life a little bit, and it's, it looks like it's about him getting back on track. And I think this movie looks excellent. I've I've always liked Pete Davidson. I I thought he was really funny on SNL. I think he's someone who he w- could have been just like this disposable guy, but really kind of started to push the boundaries the more screen time he got. And I did and I do like that. I do think he's I do think he's very funny. I like his kind of humor, and it looks like it's really on display here. And keep in mind, Pete Davidson he's a guy who in real life his father did die in nine eleven. I'm not sure if he was a firefighter or not, but it seems like it's some kind of thing that could be like cathartic for him. And kind of you know like bring out better performance in him in that way because you know em, em embodying his real life you know kind of in the same way that Kumail Nanjiani did uh, when he was in the Big Sick. But Russell, what did you think of the trailer for the King of Staten Island? Yeah, I think it looks uh, really good. Any, anytime you know Judd Apatow comes out with something new, you always you know take notice of it because I, I do like Judd Apatow. He's not always hit, but I mean his 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 shows are you know his movies are really I mean, I mean they're good. He's usually for the most part. He's, he's usually hit. I argue he's only missed twice. Yeah, I mean I like I like this is forty. I know that was kind of like a miss for most people, but I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, I like that one okay. He's a good, good. He's a good director. I like his films though. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. Davidson. I'm not really familiar with with his like work just because of the fact i don't really want anymore because i kind of fell out of it because i watched it back like earlier on like with like will ferrell and chris Kattan and you know daryl hammond and all those guys so i kind of like fell out like once the newer groups came in you know what i mean the newer people came in right um but yeah it it does look funny um and, and i and i it was great to see uh, steve buscemi as always um who was also always like seeing him in films so a firefighter in real life or was Oh, what was he? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so funny because he's so when, scrawny. I think I think we went back. <laughs> yeah, I think we went back in the service after I think after nine eleven also. So also like a good okay. kind of cathartic thing for him. But yeah, also starring. Uh, yeah, I do like I do like that though. Yeah, also starring Marissa Tomei as his mother, Bill Burr, who I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I I do I love stand up. I think he's also like like an underratedly talented actor because he is he's he's very good. Like thing I've seen him in. I like I like him in uh he's getting Breaking Bad. Uh, his show After Family is really funny on Netflix. Uh, you know what? He is he is in an episode of Mandalorian, which you would know if you watched the show. 
<laughs> he's he's really funny. Well, that's another one. You know, perfect segue into that one. You know what? It's it's funny because actually, a quick tangent, real quick. It was funny because when he was on it, everyone like everyone got like really like I'm not gonna say pissed, but everyone was just like, "How can he has a Boston accent in space?" I'm just like, "Come on, we had we had we have Asians, Caribbeans, English people." Yeah, like <laughs> Boston is a step too far. Yeah, apparently rub people the wrong way. Which it is, yeah, it is funny because when you can you watch it, like he's, he's straight up, he's like a Bostonian in space. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's funny. Again, get on it. You'll 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 see it. It's 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 great. But yeah, King of Staten Island set for a June twelfth, twenty twenty release. That's going straight to VOD, and I cannot wait to see it. So that's going to do it for our trailer talk. We now move on to our notorious news segment. First of which, something we actually didn't cover last week because I think it just is on my mind. I just kind of I skip past it on the document, and that is that the academy has decided to shift its rules a bit. Uh, first of which, it is going to they're combining the sound categories once again. So uh, it's not going to be sound editing and sound mixing anymore. It's going to be combined into one. I don't know if it's going to be called Best Sound. I don't know if it's going to go back to Best Sound Design, but yeah. Uh, if you had that one friend who knows the difference between sounding and sound mixing, you can shut him up for a ceremony now. It's fine. You're cool. Uh, the <laughs> other one is that they're going to loosen up their rules and give, uh, and, you know, make exceptions. Because usually, usually the rule is in order, to be quali- in order to qualify for Oscars, you have to screen in the theater in L.A. or New York for at least two weeks. But, you know, you can't do that right now. So <laughs> the Academy decided to loosen up their rules and l- allow movies that go straight to VOD and straight to streaming, which they're, actually, no, they weren't already doing, but they're, they're now allowing those to be eligible, which I think is a good move on their part because, I mean, this this whole COVID situation, it's... Something that's unforeseen, something that's unprecedented, at least in the modern era. We haven't had something like this in quite some time. Uh, and, yeah, if we were all wondering what's going to happen to the Academy. Is Sonic the Hedgehog going to get a Best Picture nomination? <laughs> it turns out it still might, but now it seems less likely because now streaming movies are going to be eligible to compete. What, what do you think about these new Academy rules? Um, I think they have to. I mean, kind of what you were saying. I mean, we don't know how long this is realistically going to go. Yes, we're starting to see a little bit of things kind of, uh, you know, uh, lift their you know guidelines a little bit for each state. But still, we don't know when things are going to be back to quote unquote normal again. So for the Academy to do that makes sense just because of the fact that we don't know. We don't know how long it's going to be. Um, but my thing is, I wonder if once this stuff lifts and we go back to normal, do they retract that and go back to the fact that say, hey, these these movies have to be shown two weeks in a New York or L.A. theater thereafter? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just doing it just to kind of adapt to this year being so unprecedented. Before, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's a good move. They have to. There's you know kind of how you were saying. I mean, what you have Sonic the Hedgehog, Invisible Man, Call of the Wild. You only have a handful of movies that came out this year. So uh, to do that, obviously. Um, does broaden the um, horizons for the Academy because you have to have movies obviously to show. And as of right now, I think maybe less than 20 are, have gotten released this year. I'm sure it's, I'm sure so, it's more um, than, I'm sure it's more than that, but like wide releases, I should say, I, 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 I should backtrack that, but I'm saying like big releases. 
releases. I would say like between twenty, twenty-five-ish. Oh, like like major like major movies. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a smart move, and I, and I just wonder. Like I said, I, I think they're just kind of tiptoeing around this, and I think they're going to try pull that back. I think when things get normal, and then you know what I mean, just go back to regularly scheduled programming. I would assume that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I yeah, that seems like a reasonable. Seems seems like a reasonable thing to assume. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's Academy next Academy Awards next year going to be interesting <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, seriously. Uh, in other news, well, May the Fourth was in this past week, so in honor of that, uh, Star Wars Lucasfilm took the time to announce that, uh, well, to confirm that Taika Waititi is in fact working on a Star Wars film, which will be co-written between him. Uh, Christi, uh, Christy Carnes, who co-wrote Nineteen Seventeen, and Russian Doll creator Leslie Headland, uh, which Russian Russian Doll, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, again ten episodes, really really great show. Looking forward to season two. Uh, so I know you're not familiar with Russian Doll, but you hear new Star Wars film coming from Nineteen Seventeen and Tyke writer. I should I should I should call her my name Chris, uh, Christy Christy uh, Kearns. And Taika Waititi, does that get you excited? Now we have three Star Wars dates next year, or not next year, but like in the in the coming couple years, twenty four, twenty two, twenty four, twenty six. Does that get you? Did this movie intrigue you? Is what I'm trying to ask. Well, yeah, just because of the fact that we've seen what he did with Thor Ragnarok. I mean, he completely took the whole entire comic book genre and really kind of shuffled it a little a little bit because he did something that we really didn't see there in the MCU. You know, we didn't see a movie that kind of had, it, it played on humor and comedy and, and still mixed in with the, you know, the action and the drama and stuff like that. So to see Taika Waititi, obviously it was only a matter of time before he, you know, tiptoed and, and you know, dabbled with the star Wars franchise. So it makes sense that this was going to have to happen sooner rather than later, just because of his success, obviously with uh, his last couple films, but yeah, no, it absolutely makes me intrigued. Um, I think he could really shake, shaken up the, you know, the star Wars, you know, galaxy and just really kind of give it an extra little oomph, you know, like he does. Yeah. And I think that he's someone who clearly has a great working relationship with Disney because he's worked. Yeah. He's worked with them on his past couple of films. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit, he's working on Thor four. He's in free guy, which is 20th century Fox, which is now Disney. Mandalorian and now this, so yeah, I think that Taika Waititi working on Star is going to be interesting to say the least, and I'm kind of all for it. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, we have some news regarding Mandalorian. First of which confirms some directors for season two, in the form of Ant-Man director Peyton Reed and Alita director Robert Rodriguez, as well as the huge news that Tamora Morrison is returning to the Star Wars universe to play Boba Fett and maybe Captain Rex. That's, a spe- that's a speculation. We don't know, but that's where it is. So, what do you... Now, okay. Actually, I, I would love to ask you what you would think about, you know, how these directors work in the Mandalorian universe, but you haven't watched the show. So, does... This, this is true. Do Peyton Reed and, and Robert Rodriguez involvement get you... Will that at least get you to watch the first season? I mean, I like them as directors. It, it wouldn't have, have, it wouldn't have really uh, hindered whether or not I watched it. Obviously, I just, I just haven't got around to it. It was one of those things where I just, you know, 
that's that's just the day and age we live in. There's always so much going on. There's always so much uh, content everywhere. Um, but no, Peyton Reed, you know, good directors. Like you know, the, obviously somebody, you know, their films were good, and you know, obviously being involved in The Mandalorian would make me want to watch it. Yes, um, I've wanted to watch it before that. Just really, really haven't. Have you though? Have you? But uh, yeah, I have. You know what? I tell you what. The thing was, I. I should have done it the week that Disney Plus dropped. That's when I wanted to do it, and then I just kind of didn't do it, and then I just fell into this thing where it's like, yeah, I'll get, get to it. And then all of a sudden, here we are, almost halfway through 2020, and I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. So that's my fault. Uh, I, I need, I do need to watch it. I, I will eventually. We had opportunities for clicks, but you didn't take them. That's, and that's that's on you. It is. It is. You know, th- you know what? That's what, that's what we should do. What we should do one week, just instead of reviewing a movie. Review the entire first season of Mandalorian. <laughs> You're like, I gotta get this boy to watch this. <laughs> you know what? Actually, maybe, yeah, maybe we should do that. Honestly, like, because I think that would be the only way I can get you to watch it. That's not true. I I, I do want to watch it again. There's do only what ten episodes? Eight. I mean, I did. Or eight? Oh wow, even eight. Ugh. Yeah, I definitely do. I just I don't know. Just one of the things I haven't gotten around to well someone who has seen the entire season one and loved season one i think that <laughs> yeah i think these are two great additions i i like i like their film work quite a bit and but now on second on second now since it's character at least familiar with bringing back boba fett it turns out he did not die in return of the jedi <laughs> which was actually like a point of contention which is kind of yeah, it was like, how does he? Yeah, he went into the Sarlacc monster. So like, yeah, I'm, okay. Like he, he, they, they said slowly digested over a thousand years. So maybe he got out before any real damage was done. So I'll give him give him a pass on that. But <laughs> okay, I, I I I love the character, especially through like extra canon stuff. Uh, well, extra canon at the time stuff, like novels, comics, all that, all that, all that stuff. Uh, I think that he had a lot of potential. In the film, I think it could have been really cool, and I think that this is, look, given that Mandalorian culture is just so prevalent in this series, I think that this is the perfect avenue, this is the perfect area to place him. So, yeah, uh, and also this is Filoni, who did a wonderful job with Boba Fett in Clone Wars. I mean, he had a three-episode arc on that show, which was actually really great. So, yeah, uh, definitely all for that. And Tomorrow Morrison coming back, Kind of did have a bit of career resurgence. I mean, uh, he was in Moana. He was an Aquaman. Uh, he's he's, he's coming. Tomorrow is coming back. He's coming back hard. <laughs> it's good because I do I do like that actor. I think I, th- I think he's cool. So my question is like, do you have him just do the voice or do you actually put him in the suit? Because Tomorrow Morrison now is uh, yeah. a little stockier than he was back in back in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you would maybe just do voice for that one then. Well, then just have just him keep the helmet on the whole time? Maybe. That's not a bad idea. And uh, it's a good thing a good thing both of us last wars will not be Ah <laughs> crash again too. Yeah, that that's that's so 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 bad. That was so that was so dumb. So much about so much about you, you realize this is people's favorite stars, but I think yours and isn't Retail Jedi your favorite stars maybe? Yeah, I'm like, I'm a Jedi ROTJ fan. Look, I, I, I love Return of the Jedi. I, I love Return of the Jedi as much as the next. Okay, not as much as the next guy, but man, there's there's so much. I just watched it recently. There's so much in that movie that's just dumb. It's dumb. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. 
So, you know, you know since, <laughs> since that last story appealed to me, let me tell you about a story that's going to appeal to you. Tiger King was huge. And in that, of course, we're getting a fictional account <laughs> of the Tiger King story in which Joe Exotic will be played by none other than Nicolas Cage. Which, <laughs> I guess that makes sense because I guess you need a crazy person to play an insane person. But Yeah, that makes sense. At the same time, I'm guessing this is because Michael Keaton turned it down. Because Joe Exotic, yeah, because he wa- exactly... he wanted Michael Keaton or uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Brad Pitt. Yeah, he, he wanted Brad Pitt. That, I don't. Like, I, that would never happen. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it would happen. I just think the fact. I, I think Michael Keaton just because of the fact that he totally looks like methed out Michael Keaton. Yeah, I uh, can see it. So, uh, so what? So, as someone who watched, so this is a story you can talk about. As someone who watched Tiger King, do you think Nicolas Cage is the right guy to play Mr. Joe Exotic? I mean, I don't know if he's the right guy, but I think he's gonna he's gonna do a well enough job than anybody else could do. I would say. So, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a good casting move. It was surprising because I didn't think that they would cast him as Joe Exotic, but having seen it, I mean, I could see that. Uh, I can see Nicolas Cage because he, because he's been kind of going off the hinge lately with some of his films. Like I, I didn't see Mandy, but a lot of people love lately. it. Talk about how completely off the handle he is in it, um, and in some of his other films, like he's really doing a lot of like strange films. The guy has not. So, the guy I mean, has not I, been on the handle since 1992. But you know what I'm saying? Like even more so now. At least he was still doing mainstream things like in the 90s, leaving Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Uh, even in the earlier, you know, two thousands with Weatherman and uh, f- uh, f- uh, what else was he in Family Man too? Well, he was and all those other films. He wasn't broke in the early, that, he wasn't broke in the early two thousands. No, he was. Yeah, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying though. I think now it's just like it's super weird to see his like career choices now. Like Mandy, you never would have expected somebody like you know what I mean, like a Nick Cage to 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 be in. You know what I mean? Um, again, having not seen it, but still kind of knowing the basic premise of it, it's something completely out of his, you know, realm as an actor. Usually, I don't really oh, associate anything oh, no, like no, that if, genre with, if with you, him. If you watch Mandy, that is the most Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage has been in quite some. Time. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that. I mean, there's a lot of misses in his career, but I mean, when he hits, he hits. He does. Um, I don't know. I think this this could be fun. I mean, it could be a fun film, and I think that's maybe what they're going for. You know what I mean? Let's cast a big name like Nicolas Cage, and let's just have fun with it. And I think maybe that's what they're doing. So I'm I'm absolutely intrigued enough with it, with the decision to put Nick Cage in as Joe Exotic. I mean, I'm going to go see it regardless, or whether or not they put it on demand or whatever they do, I'm going to watch it. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. And I don't think it's going to be like this you know, uh, you know, Academy Award winning film by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's going to be fun. I think for for lovers of the, I think the series, not a movie. Oh, uh, they're going to make it a series. Okay. Well, either way, I think it'll be fun because like as somebody who watched it and enjoyed it, um, it'll be fun to see, you know, Nicolas Cage's take on it and just to see what the hell they can actually do with it. Um, like I said, it's, it's a, it was a fun and, and and Tiger King came out at the perfect time with this whole quarantine and COVID, you know, coming out and stuff like that. It was a perfect time to to watch this. And it was like if this would have come out any other time, I don't think anybody would have watched it as much, you know. Probably not. But it was it was the fact that people were in that, you know, they were in in their house, 
they, you know, streaming services are popular. So Netflix had it and, and it was like a big deal and everybody was talking about it. So that's, that's kind of what got me to start watching it. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Uh, so yes, yeah, so, uh, Nicholas can't play Joe Exotic. We'll see when that comes out. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, this is, <laughs> I do love this. I do love this story. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, Tom Cruise is going to shoot a movie in space with the help of NASA and Elon Musk. <laughs> because at this point, we'd, oh, all, boy. We'd, we'd all be more shocked if he wasn't doing this. Yeah. I, it didn't surprise me when I saw it, though. No, no, it, no, it, didn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't shock anybody. Like Tom Cruise is, a, is an actor who was constantly pushing the boundaries of stunts and filmmaking. And this is just, this is just kind of the natural evolution of that. Guys in his fifties still doing it. It's still, crazy. Still doing it. It's crazy. Like honestly, I, 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 even if this movie, look, this movie's gonna be great, first of all. But even if it's not, you gotta give him some. So give him something for it. Give, like, give him an honorary Oscar just because for having the balls to shoot this movie, shoot a movie in space. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's wow. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what that. And he still out. doesn't have an. He still doesn't have an Oscar. And I'm nominated three times. No wins. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, he's gonna be like a Brad Pitt. He's gonna get not. He's gonna he's gonna end up winning for something that's completely. You know what I mean? Like a one of those. Um, well, he, yeah, yeah, we're he just gonna give to, it to you. Kind of how like Martin Scorsese type. He needs to work with. I'd love to see him work with like PTA again or Tarantino, who was actually he was he was supposed to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's supposed to play that Brad Pitt role. He could have had that Oscar. Oh really? Yeah, it was supposed to be him and Brad Pitt, but. Uh, he turned it down, so DiCaprio took the role, and Brad Pitt became the stuntman, which I think the movie is worse off for. It, I love the movie, but it had been it had been cooler with. Uh, I mean, I love Leo, but it would have been kind of cool with Cruz and Pitt taking it. Oh, 100 percent would have been way cooler. I think they're all they're all supposed to star in Ford versus Ferrari when that was like in early versions. <laughs> Jeez, oh man! Yeah, they're trying to get uh, what Lestat and uh, what not Louis. Is it, uh, what was his name in uh, uh, no, Interview it, with the Vampire? It, it was it was Louis. It was Louis. Lestat, they're trying to get Lestat and Louis back. They're trying to get the, the OGs back. <laughs> Interview with Vampire 2. <laughs> we're, we're racing cars now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they got to race at night, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can't be in the sunlight, so you got to have LeMond <laughs> at all. Are you I, sure? I need to black out the windows. Why? No questions. No questions. Damn it. No questions. There's your, there's your new pitch right there. Done. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, Tom Cruise space movie. Definitely looking forward to it whenever it comes out. Something I'm not exactly looking forward to is uh, the Demolition Man sequel that Sylvester Stallone says is in development. Uh, Somehow, because look, boy, I, this look returning to old franchise is a thing that has had a 66% success rate with Stallone, Creed, Creed Two, uh. Rambo, Rambo, Last Blood didn't do very well. They were still, I mean, they were still entertaining, though. Sure, but it didn't make didn't make didn't make very much money. Uh, but yeah, do you think that going back to of all the properties you can go back to, do you think Demolition Man is a, is a smart one? <laughs> you might as well have a Get Carter Part Two, or or Judge Dredd Two, or something. Yeah, Demolition Man. I don't know. It's been for, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like it's almost. 30 years old. Like, I think, what, it came out in 93? 92, I think. Not mistaken. 90, 92, 93? I think it's 92. If not mis- no, wait. Is it? 
No, no, it had to be later. Oh, 1993. You're right, 93. Okay. Yeah, 93. Like, you know, that's almost 30 years old. I think, I don't know. We're really rehashing. Like, kind of how you said, we're really rehashing the past here. Um, it wouldn't be something that I would, I would like, be like, you know, out of his filmography, this is the one that's going to, you know, get something to come out now. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really looking that much forward to it because I don't think – are they getting – Snipes coming back? Well, he died. So I don't think so. Oh, he did die. Then. Jesus, Lord, never mind. Well, I, like I said, it has been a while since I've seen it. So, yeah, I probably need to revisit that. But who else was in it? Wasn't it uh, – Sandra Bullock. Sandra, no, Sandra Bullock wasn't in it. She was. Was she? She was. She was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been – oh, jeez, he did die in that movie. Boy, I feel like an idiot. It's been a while since I've seen it, though, like I said. Um, but, yeah, I, I would I would probably put something – like do another property. I, I wouldn't really think Demolition Man would be the one to go, but – I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. Yeah, so... I don't is... know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Demolition Jeez. Man 2. Demolition Man 2. Demolition Harder. is <laughs> coming, coming to theaters very soon. Uh, those people that after it came out were anticipating a, a, sequel, a sequel are finally going to get their sequel almost 30 years later. To, 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 to all six of you, you're welcome. Congratulations. Congratulations. You win. Uh, next, we're talking about. Uh, we talked about. Well, I talked like a couple, like a couple months ago, about how there was a ballerina spinoff of John Wick in the works, and it looks like they may have found a star in one Chloe Grace Moretz, who I'm a little conflicted because yes, I do like her as an actress. I think she's very talented. I think she could bring a lot to this role at the same time. I kind of don't want her to be another hit girl, which I'm kind, which I'm a little scared might happen. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel it, yeah. I mean, a girl who was basically trained from birth to be a child soldier, yeah, no, that's... I, I, I can't see that kind of role with Cloakers from and not think Hit Girl. Yeah. Which is rough, but... What, what, Makes sense, I mean, yeah. What, what, what do you think? Would you want to see Cloakers from take the take on this part? I mean, kind of what you said. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, she is a really good actress. Um... I don't know if I would maybe associate her with this type of role because it's com- I, yeah, without her being kind of like typecasted, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I would probably try to find somebody else. I would hire somebody that's like pretty much like a no name, like a no name actress. You know what I mean? Somebody just up and coming. Misty Copeland. Uh, to put in, 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 what's that? Misty Copeland. Yeah, I mean, just put somebody like not like Chloe Grace Moretz. I mean, like I said, she's a really good actress. Don't get me wrong. I just don't see her in this type of setting um yeah i would get somebody else I, I don't think it's a really good move but i mean if they go through with it i mean she is a good actress just don't want to see her kind of get you know what i mean if, you know what if she was like 10 years younger i'd say they would get she get um crap it's the girl who played uh river in, in uh firefly and serenity summer glow i remember she, she was also in uh terminator sarah, Chron- sarah connor chronicles i'm sure you recognize a picture of her but because she Be- yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a she has dance experience. She's a ballerina. She has great physicality to her. So I think that she she could have done really well with that, and maybe she'll, she could still be in this movie as like a mentor type figure. But but you just don't want to see it. Good. Look kind of how you said you don't want to see her be like you know with her role in Kick Ass. You don't want to see her come back. You know what I mean? And then they're gonna be like, oh, that's just like her character in in, in Kick Ass, you know? So it's like I don't know. Yeah, I I'd put somebody else in it. Yeah, I, I think I would too. Uh, well, speaking of putting someone else in, uh, 
Remember that Netflix movie Bright that came out two year, three years ago, or two and a half? I didn't. I didn't see it, but I know it's a Will the Wolf uh, Will Smith Netflix one. We hear say Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell Netflix. Or I was getting ready to say it, and I backtracked it. Thank you. Uh, but <laughs> I was Will Smith. <laughs> Will Will Smith. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that uh, well, there was announced that Bright sequel is going to happen, and I can't it looks like that. they have a new director in the form of one Louis Latier, Incredible Hulk director Louis Latier, <laughs> which is odd to me. Not well, not odd that they got a new director, but because David Ayer over the past couple of years kind of just forgotten how to make movies, but <laughs> it's shocking that it's him. I I, I tweeted out when this is announced. I have a like a I have like a sneaking feeling this is only done. I have a feeling he only took this because if because like if he did like they'll make another season of Dark Crystal. I can't confirm or deny that, but that's just that's what this feels like. Yeah. But uh, since you you didn't see Bright, uh, I did not. I, I did not. I, I have like the care level for that film is like zero. I I, I really. I don't know. Oh, that, that, my that, one buddy, that was my one be, buddy saw. He said it was like it was okay. It was like an action film. That was gonna be Max Landis' but, Star Wars. Did you ever see that tweet? Man, I, mm, what, no. The, what, what was it? The writer of the movie, Max Landis, who's a fucking asshole in real life. Yeah, just, just okay. Look up the stories around him. Uh, he tweeted out when he was writing this, just like just finished Bright, and I'm really impressed with it. Like he's like, and he literally said, "This could be my Star Wars." Oh wow! Yeah, that's it's like such it's such misplaced confidence that it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, especially when it blows up in your face like that. Especially when it's as bad as it was. That movie is terrible. <laughs> like I said, that that was why I literally have, I've had zero uh, want or desire to see this film because it was like when it came out. I remember people were talking about it because remember it did. Uh, it was like what when when they were like. We have phases in Netflix, you know. What I mean, you have Bright, you have your Bird Box, you have your Tiger King. Tiger King. Um, but when when it, well, no, because Tiger King, like literally, I think Tiger King is pretty. I, I would I would venture out and say it was just as well watched. No, as, no, no, no. As I, some I'm, of these I'm, I'm things, agree, I'm agreeing. I'm just like I'm just laughing like the face, the, like the <laughs> the big meme and the, the, the Netflix the, meme the, of the year. The, the, yeah, the, the the transgression there from Bright to Tiger King. Yeah. Um, but like I thought, Bright did like a lot of numbers for them or whatever it uh, when it came out. No, it did, and it's actually the first like streaming exclusive yeah. movie to get greenlit for a sequel. Extract is another one, but neither and, of us saw that. Yeah, so. uh, another one I haven't seen. I, again, I just I don't know. I I would probably rather watch Extraction than Bright. Um, if, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen either. But, um, but you're probably better off. Well, you're in the same boat I'm in. I I'm haven't sorry. seen him either. No, so. I'm sorry. I saw Bright. As someone who saw Bright, you're probably better off watching. Oh, you did see Bright. I did. Oh, pretty okay. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's nothing against Netflix. It's just it's some of these movies I just don't really like. Even Michael Bay's one. Uh, what was it? Uh, Six Underground. Six. Yeah, that one I haven't watched. I did. Wa- I did watch a- that one. I did watch that one. That, that looks stupid fun. Oh my god! Um, no, man. It's yeah, the, that's the most Michael Bay. Michael Bay has ever Michael Bay. Yeah, I, no, I would, I would assume that, but yeah, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just one day, just have a trilogy and just watch Bright and Six Underground and Extraction. Just do it all in one day. <laughs> well, but where, where's Bird Box fit in? 
I, I haven't even seen Bird Box yet I've, either. I've, I, yeah, I, I never watched it. <laughs> Again, it was one of those ones where it was just like, I love how, did you see, uh, I don't know what it was. There was a movie on Netflix or whatever. It's legit the same premise as A Quiet Place. Bird Box. Oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. No, th- th- it's there's like, another uh, one. It's the one with Stanley Tucci, right? Yeah, it's literally the same thing. Like, if you even read the the premise of it, the synopsis of it, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it was, but I know Stanley Tucci and, like, Kieran Shipka's in it. Or was it McKenna? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, now I gotta look. Yeah, look, yeah, so I'm look. curious now, but I saw it on Netflix, and I'm, like, scrolling around. I'm, I'm like, really? Here, hold on here. It, it's, Let's see here. It is called... I keep thinking the sound of silence, but that's not, that's not it. It is. It's a silence. Oh, thus, oh, thus silence. It's called the silence. No, I, How I, stupid is that? Listen, listen it, it, it says, when the world is under attack from terrifying creatures who hunt their human prey by sound, a.k.a. quiet place, <laughs> 16-year-old Allie, Allie Andrews, Karen and Shipka, who lost her hearing at 13 and her family seek refuge in a remote haven. <laughs> Same exact oh thing God. as a quiet place. It, isn't it crazy? How, how did no one get sued over that? That's funny. It's a, it's the same premise. It's exactly the same thing. No, like literally, like right down to, right down to having a deaf family member. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be coincidental. Although, although the quiet place had the <laughs> it's the other. Although quiet place had the balls to actually have a deaf actress. Okay, but maybe maybe she's only like deaf in one ear. They try to go around that a little bit or something. I don't know. <laughs> she's only half. She's only half I don't. deaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She's half deaf. It's all good. Half deaf. We're all we're all right. We're all good, brother. Oh god. Oh jeez. What are we talking about? Yeah, bright, bright too. Brighter. Jeez. Shine brighter. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Now you're shining. Now you're shining bright. Ah, you're too damn bright now. Uh, quick, quick, quick update on tenants. Uh. It will be decided by the end of the by the end of the next week whether or not it will go to theaters or not. <laughs> he, he's like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Stand your ground, <laughs> dude. He'd be a good captain of his ship, man. He's staying on that thing. Oh dude. my god, like he, he uh, is. Like the, the, the captain of the Titanic has nothing on Nolan. Oh, he's like, dude. We, we're hitting an iceberg. We're going down. Yep. Well, we got to go down then. I guess. No, no. This, this, this is be, this is beyond getting hit. This is beyond getting hit with the iceberg. This is seeing the iceberg and just keep it just still going. Just like, nope, that's gonna move. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> this boat is is really it's it's made of great quality steel. I think we're fine. We're we're gonna that we're gonna break that iceberg. <laughs> that ice. That <laughs> We're gonna break that iceberg. This it's hey, this ship's impenetrable. We're fine. I just imagine no one in the room. It's okay, guys. Our room is gonna stop Corona. <laughs> there he is. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's 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 what's going on. It's so crazy. He hasn't shifted this date. He's so like dead set. So like, make it July 2021. Like okay, be or, done. That's not a big deal. Or better, no, or better yet, just like take take Dune's date because you can't do po- they can't do post on that movie. They can't work on it, so like, if that's not going to come out, just t- just go to December and take Dune's date. Yeah, like we'll we'll wait. Or actually, I'm actually looking forward to this. His one. stuff, but his stuff usually comes out in the summer. I think that's kind of why. 
No, didn't didn't Interstellar come out in November? What's that? Didn't Interstellar come out in November? I'm saying majority of his films. I didn't say all. I mean majority no. of them because okay, all of his Dark Knight. Well, no. Dark Knight did. Dark Knight was May. It was a May release, right? Or Dark, May or June? Dark Knight was June. Dark, I think all all the all the Batman's were June. Okay, so there's your summers there. Dunkirk was summer. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Uh, da, 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 da. Inception was summer. Uh, I'm trying. Inception was summer. What's that? Inception. That was Inception summer. was summer. Yeah, Inception was summer. So yeah, no, you're so right. Interstellar the- was yeah, yeah. Majority of his films are summer. That, I'm, I'm not saying I, maybe he likes the summer type. I don't know because Interstellar didn't do that great. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I mean, maybe, it maybe, made, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's just like, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're going to go back to the summer. But yeah, this is we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll see who budgets first. Uh, Christopher Nolan or COVID-19. <laughs> and uh, oh, last, last story we're talking about right now is – look, we got to get props to PJ just because he's been saying – this is something he's been saying for years. The Pirates franchise, like we said, is getting reboot, rebooted, and it looks like – some of the person being eyed to star is Jumanji and Guardians of the Galaxy actress Karen Gillan. Because, well, there is a red-headed pirate wench on the ride. But, yeah. Ooh, like It's looking to make her the main character of this next trilogy, which... Okay, some as two who just reviewed the entire Pirates franchise. Uh, I'm a little bummed. Okay, well, okay, bummed's a strong word. I wanted to see where the sixth one was going to go. I agree. I th- yeah, we said it. They set up some things in that movie that I was curious to see how that happened and how it was going to pay off. I'm not going to like lose sleep. Yeah. O- I'm not going to like lose sleep over it if we don't get an answer. I, I was just like very like, incredibly curious. But mm-hmm. yeah, new pirates movie. Do you think? Do you think Karen Gillan is the right person to lead this franchise if they reboot it? I mean, I, I get having a female lead now because I mean, obviously we've we've been with Johnny, De- but but still we were with. You know, Elizabeth Swan for the first three, you know what I mean? She was pretty much a female lead. Not as much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. Like a shared a shared lead almost, you right. know? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess she's, I mean, she's a good actress. I think it, it makes sense. But to me, it's like kind of what you said. As somebody who, you know, we, we dove into the, you know, all five of the films. And with all this stuff with Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp coming to fruition and, and saying, you know, Johnny Depp's like, and back in the good graces of Hollywood, I guess, again, now with all this stuff going on, um, it would only made sense that you would bring him back for at least one more to kind of maybe cap off, you know, the whole entire, I guess, the Pirates of the Caribbean, like, saga or what, whatever you'd call it. Um, yeah, it is, it is a little disappointing. I guess I, I, I would say disappointed is, is kind of the, the adjective to describe how I feel about that. Not taking anything away from it, I think if we would get one more Johnny Depp one, and then kind of have, you know, her go about her her own, you know, reboot it and, and spin it off, sure, would be okay. Yeah, sure. I think that that's that's how I would rather it, it be like that. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree. I'm not opposed to the reboot. It's just like, I, no, I I'm not like either. To see this, the ones we know and we like, get a proper yeah. get a proper finale. But you know, if we don't, it's fine. And yeah, Karen Gillan, sure, good actress. Uh, I it's it's gonna be interesting to see how she uh, keeps afloat by herself, <laughs> because that, yeah, that's a thing too. Because you you figure, I mean, Depp Depp could have done it by himself anyway. Oh, Depp, like Depp was, at the time, at the time, Depp was massive but I'm sa- at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was huge. I mean, uh, and, and you look at Karen Gillan. You know, it's complete. It's like you know, 
oranges and, and, and you know, steak completely <laughs> unrelated. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I really wish they would have done one more. Yeah, uh, but with Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll, we'll 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 see we'll see what happens with uh, you know all of this. But hey, you know if uh, Karen Gillan, like good good luck good luck to you, man. Uh, they're com- they're completely done. They're they're going to completely be done with uh, Depp then as as Sparrow. I would assume so. Or is, or is he going to come in and have some kind of like post credit scene appearance? Or no, or some kind of appearance in it because. <laughs> Didn't they say that they they were going to go forward with him as as uh, I think as I, I think Captain that was Jack just, Sparrow? I think that was just a rumor. It was just never confirmed by anyone like at Disney. Uh, so I think that was just hearsay. Yeah. Which, which I mean, it could still happen. Like again, reboot doesn't mean like the reboot doesn't have to be like out of continuity. It could, it could still be in universe. And, yeah. Know, maybe throw in Johnny Depp like a post credit scene for the next movie. But you know who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? And that's the last of our, that's the last of our uh, news stories. We now get to talk about the oh movie boy. of the week, Adventures of Pluto Nash. Like we said, why are we reviewing this film? Well, because Russell, we've been at this for like two years now. We have been, man. We really quite some time. Seems like just seems like just yesterday we started this, right? In the inception, no pun intended. Haha. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. Um, yeah. Came uh, two years ago. It's crazy. We've been at it for that long. Yeah. So we've been at it for two years. Our very first poll we ever did was box office bombs. We were doing. It was like when summer movie season was starting. So we were just like you know we like hey you know all we're gonna do well. What's what about movies that did crap? What do you want us to review? There were two movies that constantly tied for the lead. Constantly went back and forth. Uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash, and the one that eventually that ultimately won and we ultimately reviewed for our very first film. Uh, Green Lantern, which, yeah, we're just like, okay, you know, we'll watch Pluto Nash eventually because also because Russell bought the Blu-ray or not, not the Blu-ray. This movie does not have a Blu-ray release. The DVD, <laughs> he bought that. I did buy. I, I I went and bought it. Yeah, it was funny because I well because listen, to this one the even funnier part on this because we moved and all my DVDs are literally in this in this my closet area. I I I'm, I'm gonna get where I put all like my movies on my my shelf we're gonna build a like a almost like a storage space for that and uh i haven't done it yet so i couldn't find it so i had to order the damn thing on amazon prime so i even spent more money on pluto nash well you spent more you spent more money than any audience ever spent to watch it in theater because yeah this movie bombed (laughs) hard budget yeah a budget of an incredible 100 million dollars this movie. How about that opening? This movie. How made, about that opening? How what? What did it open at? Two two point one million. Yeah, sounds about right. Because it grossed, it grossed a mere seven point one million dollars at the box office. This is one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. It also tops a lot of worst movies of all time. Listen, part of it I can understand, but the rest of them just like, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> But that was seven point one million. I think it should be known that that was worldwide. Yeah, it worldwide. only grossed four point four million domestically. So it only literally almost it didn't even make three million dollars worldwide. So uh, yeah, it's a huge bomb. Yeah. So why did this movie bomb so hard? Let's find out. This is the Adventures of Pluto Nash. We open up on Little America, a city on the moon, to which we go into a bar to see what's this? What's this actor's name? It's like Tony something. No, not no, not Tony. It's shit. 
Oh, you're talking about Jay Moore's character? Jay Moore, that's it. Yes, Jay Moore is, bom- yeah. is bombing uh, at a club. How do we know he's bombing? Because he's playing an accordion. Because, yeah, we're still using this cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I may as well, well, just, just just go further. Just give him some taped up, give him some taped up glasses, give him some suspenders. There you have it. <laughs> Why not push it further? We see that he's tending to, you know, Murphy playing the titular Pluto Nash, which at there you can see one of the movie's biggest problems. And that, look, you hear the name, you hear a name like Pluto Nash. What does that bring to mind? You know, like sci-fi. Flash Gordon type B movies, lasers, space fights, robots, all that kind of stuff. Biggest problem with this film is that it takes itself in at a lot of points, it takes itself like incredibly seriously. <laughs> like it's not very fun. For it a lot does. Of it. It's not very fun for a lot of it. No, and it, was it just you or is it or is it sorry, should I say, is it just me or did did you get the same type of like back to the future vibes there with the city and stuff like that? Oh, I got Back to the Future. Like with got, the casino and all that stuff? I got Back to the Future. I got Blade Runner, Total Recall. Yeah. 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 That's, that's another thing, too. That's another thing, too. This movie is, like, so lazy. Like, the, the city they go to. Like, when Blade Runner came out, like, it was, like, monumentally just influential. Suddenly, every future city started to look like this. Like I said, um, <laughs> like, like Akira. Uh, what, what else am I thinking of? Oh, iRobots. <laughs> Minority yeah. Report. These all look like the same city. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be funny. They're they're shared universe. So they all take they all take place within a block of each other. <laughs> That'd be why great. Did, why do they think they have this happening? big big overlap? Why do they think keep happening? Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, ter- yeah. So <laughs> like I said. Uh, Tonally, it should it should be it should be fun, it should be inventive, it should be like a little crazy, but yeah, it takes itself bizarrely seriously. Which okay, you want to take it seriously? Don't call your character Pluto Nash. Yeah, because it's super weird to go through the whole movie with inter- with everyone calling him Pluto every every five minutes. Yes, the name of a dog and planet and planet. Well, no, not not a planet <laughs> anymore. Not a planet anymore. Well, not anymore, but for the, the former. But anyways, and uh. Pluto's hanging out at the bar when uh, all of a sudden uh, Jay Moore is ambushed by who else? Paulie from Rocky. That's right. Burt Young is in this movie. He plays a space gangster. So random. Who, so random. He plays a space gangster who uh, who uh, Jay Moore owes money to, and he, he he's, he's about to, he's about to kill him by doing battery acid down his throat. And Pluto's just like, okay, look, I'll pay off his debts if you let him live, and in exchange, he gets the bar that I guess. I guess he owns. I guess Jay Moore owns the bar. Like he's performing at his own bar, which, yeah. I guess. But it's funny though. He hasn't paid. He hasn't paid it in over a couple years, and on top of it, it was two and a half million for the club. Who ever would have let that happen? Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's bad form on your part for being a businessman. You're the idiot that let him go do this for the what the last couple of years, and he owes you almost three million dollars for the club and hasn't paid you yet. I mean, come on. Okay, I gave you a pass. Now, now it's it's. Now time is up. Serious. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, you, you, you think Vito Corleone will let that happen? Hell no. How about this one? We just we just say okay, uh, we'll, we'll sell it. We'll sell it to or no, because Pluto agreed to pay it off. Okay, and then when they want to buy it, sell it, sell it back to him. End of the movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Because you figure if he if he literally would have sold it back, we don't have a movie. Yeah. Sell it back and it's done. 
you're done. Not, not to mention, like, like this Pluto doesn't seem like the, <laughs> the Pluto doesn't seem like the kind of guy who just has two million dollars lying around. Yeah, it's like, uh, what does this guy do? I mean, yep. yeah, that's the other thing. Like, we literally know nothing about this guy. But yeah, they say he used to be. And a, he, and he, they say he yeah. used to be a smuggler, but like, what were you doing that you just have two million dollars you can blow on a bar? And you literally do it like nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, you literally do it like nothing. But anyway, yeah, cut, it's yeah. Cut to a mere seven years later. Yeah, that that's a oh, bit, boy. bit of a leap. And we see that uh, Pl- that uh, Pluto has turned the bar into a hit dance club, so hit that everyone in the <laughs> bar is doing the not trying. <laughs> Dude, how awkward is this dance? The da- this dance scene is literally just like it's like arm arm flow arm flow arm flow stop arm flow arm flow arm flow stop. It's so weird, and, but it's like it is so weird looking. Like like this would never have been a trend ever, and. Uh, yeah, and it's like everybody's like in sync with each other too, which is even more weird. Yeah, this is, I'm not sure who choreographed this thing, but they they, they just they just took your money and ran. Uh, a, a child could have done the choreographing of this. No, a, ch- a child would have been more creative than this. Give him a little, give him a little credit. Well, yeah, even uh, the Tootsie Roll. You could have put the Tootsie Roll in there from Drake. <laughs> the <Tootsie Roll. laughs> May as well have honestly. Put it up, put it up in front. Yeah. Right foot kick, left foot slide, or whatever. I mean, I mean, give the, I mean, shit, no, give, give him like space names. Give him like you know, like the set, the set, the Saturn, the Saturn roll, the Neptune, yeah, the Neptune slide, the Neptune nestle or something, or uh, the Neptune. Uh, how could you make it? The Neptune Nick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man. I forgot. Either the way. Pluto push or the Pluto push or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, we have our our next main character, Rosario Dawson, playing a woman who she's a singer looking for a job at Pluto's Club. (laughs) And I do the live. We're just like, I need a job, but my moon card expired. I was like, really? (laughs) I was like, is this supposed to be like a green card? Rosie, you signed up for a movie with the word moon card in it. Oh, God. Actually, to, to Rosario Dawson's credit, even when she's in a bad film, she, she always, still does a good job, though. She always looks like she's trying. Yeah, she does. I mean, she she really does. She's easily the perfect the person trying the hardest in this movie. My ears definitely perked up when I heard Moon Card, though. I'm like, really, like, really, Moon Card. That, that's that's what we're naming it. Yeah, she's easily she's easily <laughs> trying the hardest in this movie. Absolutely. Anyway, cutting back to later to later in the film, she's he's visited by two businessmen. One played by Joe by Joey Pants in a bad wig, and the other played oh, by awful wig. Played by a cross-eyed albino. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't know if you were gonna go there. <laughs> Did you ever see? Okay, can I say something? I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> okay, did you ever notice like when they're like the camera's on somebody else and he's standing next to him, like his eyes bouncing back a little bit? Yeah, no, I did. Okay, all right. I, mean, uh, I, mean, I went there. I'm sorry. No, I mean, hey, look, if you're, if you're getting good on here for getting work, but you're a funny looking <laughs> you're dude. Make, you're making more money than we are. It's all good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you made more money. Than, I'm sure you made more money in this movie than we have. So uh, absolutely, yeah. But it's funny. It's not funny, but you definitely, you definitely <laughs> cross that out by the boy. Yeah. Uh, but you definitely can see his 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 eyes are definitely bouncing. We got a lot of bouncing going on. 
Yeah, we also we uh, yeah, so they're there to make him an offer for his club. We meet uh, Randy Quaid as his as his bodyguard robot doing his best murder face. Mass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I swear his voice was inspired by the aliens from Galaxy Quest. Or the beginning of that Cher song, Do You Believe in Life After Love? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Yeah, so they're there to offer him, they offer him $10 million for his club. Or as they call it in this universe, 10 million Hillary's. Another, another weird, weird thing that you would put in a film. Man, this is... But if that doesn't if that doesn't date this movie well enough, but how funny is it? Like, like watching it now in twenty twenty, it's still kind of funny. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, eighteen yeah. years, yeah. It is really, funny. I mean, it, it it is quite it is it is quite funny, especially given the fact that she lost. But <laughs> seriously, I, that's why I think it's even more funny. Like watching it, having known she ran for president and lost. Yeah. So, uh, Rosie goes. To, Rosie goes to take up. Uh, Pluto his nightly drink, you know, good old glass of moonshine. A whole entire bottle. Oh, but it should, it should be noted that one of his guys that works at the club is played by Juana Man himself, Miguel Nunez Jr. <laughs> I remember that movie. Yeah. Uh, I was Pluto's upstairs looking over business on transparent paper because, you know, the future. <laughs> and... You know, uh, and we we see that somebody has bombed his club. Can we just say how fake does this explosion look? Oh God, so fake! Can we say that the hundred million dollars you put for the budget, you couldn't even have a nice like explosion scene? I'm like, you could have brought on Michael Bay for at least at least to do this just this one explosion. Chance, it looks so green screen. It's so bad. <laughs> no, it's... It is so bad. <laughs> Speaking of what, you all talk about the Cadbury egg cam cam in this movie. <laughs> Because Randy Quaid's <laughs> Bruno, he has like a a function where he can intercept phone calls, and the first time oh, he does yeah. it, the guy like pops up next to him in like an egg, in like an egg type yeah. frame. It's so uh, it's so weird. It is so bad. Isn't it like oh, and Randy Quaid is so like it, it's so like off putting in this. It's the face. Just, it's so weird. It's the face, because like he's doing a face and like he's like moving his teeth like this, and everything. He's Basically, look. Like yeah, it looks like somebody who was like injected with the whole entire Botox. Literally, no, no like, you're, from, you're right. That's what yeah, it is. yeah. So Murphy Murphy chased down the guy who bombed the club. He doesn't find him, so he then has to go. They go, they hide at a hotel. And he then goes to see his cop friend Peter Boyle. This movie's full of actors who are just like, oh crap, they dragged you into this. Of, like actors of yesteryear that were actually like pretty good actors back in the in their prime. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, he's an he's an ex cop who Pluto's trying to go. His his club's trying to be bought by a guy named Rex Crater, who no one's ever seen, no one knows anything <laughs> about. Yeah, Rex Crater. Gonna, what, where, where do these names what come name? from? Crater. Ha ha ha. It's space related. <laughs> Get it? It's space. As they play the oh boy, as they play what has to be the most confusing game of pool of all time. Oh, oh, how about the uh, nod to uh, Back to the Future? There, did you get that with the pizza? Oh yeah, where he like like (laughs) everything that dispenses pizza. Yeah, and it's already hot. Yeah, total uh, total Back to the Future ripoff. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it's 
By God, it's fascinating how disinteresting how disinteresting all this is. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, but like it's it's not bad where it's like it's interesting. Like not bad like Serenity where like it's interesting. It's just boring. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's incredible. It's definitely boring. watch it's definitely watchable. I mean it's for sure watchable, but it's it's just bad. It doesn't kinda of how you said it takes itself way too seriously when this movie shouldn't even be doing that. If it would it would allow itself to be more of a comedy, I think this movie would have been, I mean, a little bit better. I mean I mean, not gonna lie. A little bit better. I I had to rewind this conversation like two or three times because I for I forgot what they talked about. Yeah, you, it, it's easy to check out. Like when you're watching it, and I had to do the same thing to catch the uh, who they wanted to go see after that, that Doctor Mona. Yeah. But like when they were talking about like, about like the characters and stuff like that, you just get so like I don't know. Like there's there's a lot of color in this film. You know what I mean? There's a lot of colors, and I think just it's 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 just you just easy to like just block tune out. You know what I mean? You just tune out. Yeah, you 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 check out really hard. Yeah, but yeah, so the, yeah, so basically, from what I put together is they link him to a clone, a cloning doctor who's associated with this other doctor who does, I guess, his reconstructive surgery or something like that. So Rosario, so Rosario and Murphy. yeah, they, it's almost like like enhancement, like they do enhancements, like reconstruct or. Uh, it would be more like uh, like like getting enhancements, like yeah. breast implants and like stuff like that. Yeah. So Rosario, so Rosario Dawson's and uh, Murphy go. They pose as a couple trying to get enhancements. They take this time to, for some reason, insult Rosario Dawson's body. I'm just like, did you forget that Rosario Dawson, especially at this point, was perfection? Oh, dude. I mean, she. There was not a flaw on her. Are you no, like, serious? She was, e- even later on. No, she, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's she, she, she fantastic. But even at this point, where she was at the high, higher yeah. powers, she was fucking flawless. Yeah. And even a couple years later, in Rent, beautiful. I, I don't. Yeah. That, that was kind of like really weird. Kind of off putting to see like body shaming her and I'm like okay so and, and even like the cam with like the like the body app is like was impressive at the time but now like I have an app on my phone that can do that dude it almost looked like one of those fun mirrors a fun house that you mirror. look into yeah. you know what I mean yeah one of those fun house mirrors you know what I'm saying yeah and you look at it like distorts your body or whatever obviously it doesn't do anything like that but it just had that appeal to it because you could see where uh Eddie Murphy's like neck where it like looked fake and imposed. Do you know what I mean when they were doing that? Yeah. So, from what I remember, they found they found out about they they found out about uh, the fact that the doctor that they're seeing was involved was yeah, she was involved in some kind of illegal Earth goods process. Okay. It's, yeah. It's hard to keep it's hard to keep track because this movie is just so bland and interesting. I do, I do like again the the line that I. Oh. Completely agree with is the one Rosario Dawson has after this. She's like, I have not had one complaint about my ass. No shits. Of course, of course you haven't. Yeah, because yeah. you're Rosario Dawson. You crack a walnut on that thing, girl. Of course you can. <laughs> and oh, hey, and, and, and also look, his mom is played by his mom is played by Pam Greer. Ugh, what a random ass cameo for I, such a great actress. Yeah, I don't know what this. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. But yeah, here she it's is. just to say, hey, here's Pam Greer. Literally. Like she just comes, yeah. she just comes in, talks a little blue on Ash, she leaves, she, and she never comes back. It's such a throwaway. It's it's a shame too, because you know, obviously, uh, a handful of years prior, she was fantastic in Jackie Brown. So yeah, oh yeah, really, really crazy. Yeah, she's Pam Grier still a phenomenal actress, but yeah. So uh, they get, they get found out at the hotel. They leave. They have to exit a car. They have to steal a car to leave. They steal one with the 
well, I guess one that has an AI played by John Cleese, which, oh man. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Man, and look, by God, he, he tries. I, I do, I look at him props to the line, I'm like, by God, I'm being stolen. Yeah, I do like that. Is that is funny? And it, but only John Cleese could do that though to make that situation or just just any movie like a bad movie a little bit more yeah, entertaining just because he's in it a little bit. So yeah, they they steal the car. We see in a sign that again. I'm not sure. If, did you see the, the Trump Realty sign? <laughs> I didn't see it. They had Trump Realty on there. They're, like when they're driving really? on the highway, no. there's a billboard that says Trump Realty. Beautiful. So, so Trump and Hillary are in a movie together. That's Kinda. beautiful. But like, yeah, that's want, great. How come no, nobody ever talked about this in the election, <laughs> twenty sixteen? Tell us about your something. <laughs> Seriously, oh man, that's I gotta go back. I gotta check that out. That's funny. But yeah, and also you don't have that bad green screen. How about the one where they're in the car driving to where? Oh wow, yeah. Like the green screen in this in this part is so bad. It reminds me of uh, like Seinfeld when they're in cabs and you see behind them. Yeah. Shit, Spike. Like it looks like they're not even in a cab. Spike Kids 3D had better screen and screen than this. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. How about, uh, <laughs> we'll talk, talk about it here in a second because I know. Yeah, we'll talk about this here in a second. Talk, I, talk, I thought this was kind of funny. Talk about what? Uh, it's about Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's we'll actually not even. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. So they're going, they're going to this warehouse on the moon, and this is where, this is where like this, this is where the movie got with what it should be about. Because like they put on spaces that go outside, mess with the gravity. Like, oh yeah, this is the good gives a little taste of what this movie should have been the entire time. And then randomly, yeah, uh, Bruno Randy Quaid's character does not need uh, does not need a, a suit. Uh, well, he has, apparently, he's, he's, he's he's an android, so he doesn't need oxygen. So that's that's fine, but. Oh yeah, but still, it's just still kind of like uh, I don't know. It's just still kind of weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'll give leeway on that. Uh, it makes sense. Up. It makes sense. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a, a leeway on that. But yeah, so uh, I hope you like that one scene of them doing some space stuff because it's gonna be the last one for a little bit. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, like you're like you're talking. We have other stuff to get to. Like they're based, they're investigating. They lead. They have a clue that leads them to another random cameo, which was uncredited. Alec Baldwin. Who plays an Earth gangster, who was maybe linked to this doctor who does cloning? Again, but it's funny because he's actually not—he's like—he's like not actually in the film. He's actually like on a TV when they're watching it, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's watching like a video clip, which I'm not even sure was—I'm not sure that's when it was being filmed. I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure that's just a re- like a like a public, you know, regular Baldwin encounter. Yeah, like so. I thought that was kind of funny. Like it's literally he's he's in the movie without actually being in the movie, and they try to convince us that this is the bad guy, <laughs> which I thought for a second I'm like okay okay I get it, but then you never see him, so like yeah yeah, but, yeah not so, good like we, we know it's not him. It's like trying to get like a random celebrity cameo we see for a few seconds, like we we know he's not the bad guy. It's like trying to tell us the the bad guy of a Spider-Man film is Bruce Campbell. Okay, but my thing is, do you really see the bad guys being the bad guy? Like, how how bad's that? Like, well, obviously we're gonna talk about it, but you know what I mean. Did you see that? I never saw that. I thought that was kind of dumb. So what? The whole, you know, the Rex crate crater. Oh right, yeah, no, exactly. The whole the 
yeah, I think it's completely, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it. It's just one of those things where it was so random and far-fetched. I don't think anybody would have would have. Yeah, now put we, that together. We cut to a weird joke of the freeze-dried dog. Now they're watching TV. And you know what? It's funny. Actually, you want another another day to think about this movie. They get, he gets a call, and the call goes through AOL. <laughs> Yeah, what what product placement for AOL? Did you because you see it a couple times? Like his email or whatever was AOL something. Yeah, like there was like AOL was like uh, like yeah, heavily advertised in this film for sure. You got you got screwed. <laughs> so you got something, man. You need to get out of this film. Yeah, uh, we also get told that Roland died, which I was just like watching. I was just like, wait, who the hell is Roland? And so it's Peter Boyle. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Guess that, I guess that sucks. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I, <laughs> sorry for your loss. I totally, I totally forgot because they they show it. I totally forgot that even happened. Yeah, it was the elevator, and it was so stupid. Like he shoots him in the back, and he just falls down. It's like it's 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 so fast. Like there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot of throwaway scenes in this film that really get you confused. Yeah, so we get a decent bit of action where you know it's pretty little Nash. They go, they go and fight with. I, again, what we should have been. They're fighting in spacesuits with lasers. You know, they have a, they have a car chase on but the no, moon. But nothing crazy. It's your typical space chasing. You know what I mean? Your typical yeah, thing. Nothing crazy. Like I said, it's a decent action yeah. sequence. But nothing like No, it is. Phenomenal. It's entertaining. But again, I still can't see where we spent all this $100 million at. You know what I mean? Yeah, where did all this money go? <laughs> I have no idea. I wonder how much Eddie Murphy pocketed from this. This, is, this was 2002, probably a lot. He was still, I mean, he was still big. I mean, granted, this was like the, be- well, this was like the beginning of his like shit movies. The beginning of the decline. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, so they have to walk, they have to walk to the next city, but they're running out of oxygen. They pass out. Randy Quaid dies of low battery. And thank God we have a magical, mystical, Coinci- mystical coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So, yeah, Louis Guzman shows up. Uh, he'll do anything. He will do anything. <laughs> he'll do anything. Uh, yeah, uh, he's another smuggler. He was who really idolizes Pluto Nash, which it kind of think like what like what if Han Solo met another, another smuggler and was like, oh Han Solo, like you you're an inspiration to me. <laughs> I think I think that's. Can you sign my dice? <laughs> Sign my dice. I got, dude. I got the. I got replica dice for my car, for my, uh, for my ship too. Just, just, just uh, because. Remember the dice. Remember the dice. Remember the dice. Hey, come here. Come here. Zoom in this camera. Come here. Zoom in on the dice. <laughs> I want them to see it. It's like we get it. We yeah. get it. But yeah. Uh, so he saves them. They take him to Casino Planet. With all he has to do is just sign his helmet. So, yeah, again. That's easy. That's an easy. That's an easy trip, man. So yeah, they get they give him some clothes to take him some clothes as the disguise, which yeah, looking at what he just so happens it. to have women's clothing, well, some al- uh, clothes to fit somebody taller, and also looking at their disguise. Yeah, I never I never pick them out of a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, they're dressed like they're going to the uh, Kentucky Derby or something. Yeah, and also while they're at while they're at the casino, it looks like the slot machine is a bit of a slot machine. He chases Wendy. Yeah, like she chases uh, Randy Quaid around. How weird is that? Yeah, she's Randy Quaid around trying to get her to pull her pull her lever. And like, well, first of all, why would you program a machine to do this? 
It reminded me of that scene from Wedding Crashers when uh, uh, I can't think of her name. It's not. It's done. Um, anyway, she wanted Owen Wilson to touch her fake breasts. Oh right. And Owen Wilson didn't want to, and then, and, and then she did. It was Jane Jane, Jane Seymour. Seymour. Jane Seymour, yeah, the mom. Jane Jane. It was Jane. Se- yeah, it was Jane Seymour. And she goes, go ahead and, and touch him. And Owen Wilson's like, I'm not going to do that or whatever. So she ends up touching it. And then she smacks she smacks Owen Wilson across the face and calls him a pervert. <laughs> yeah. It, it just reminded me of that. Just just this whole this whole setup here is funny. Cause she like, she's like forcing you to do it. Then you do it. And then you're like, you're, you're a bad person because yeah, he, you did it. He breaks the lever. And if that wasn't weird enough, like he pre- she, the machine presses charges. Yeah. What, what, what does she end up saying? Uh. Police, police. What did she end up saying? Like, or se- se- security, 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 security. Yes, sir. you're right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But then they find oh, him. It's and, so weird. But then they find him and they're just like, and they're just like, yeah, he's pressing charge. He's pressing charges on you. We're just like, wait, wh- why? Like, why is a machine pressing charges on a machine? It's like it's like, it's like my washer suing my blender. Yeah, it's like the washer suing the blender. Does anyone really gain anything? Seriously, the washer suing the dryer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we all, oh, in, in addition to that, we also see that uh, Jay Moore has, ta- has taken his advice and become a famous loud singer selling out shows night after night. How the hell did this Frank happen? Frank Sinatra, you mean? How did this happen? You mean Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, like, keep in mind, Eddie Murphy gave him, Pluto gave him one piece of advice. Change your name. And he made him like literally like a Frank Sinatra overnight. This is this is going beyond the whole let your glasses down, da- like take off your glasses and let down your hair thing. She's all that. This is. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Uh, did you know? Oh, I had to laugh at this one though. You notice that Sinatra song, "My Kind of Town Chicago" is or whatever. Yeah. It said, um, "My Kind of Town," and they uh, they said. You said what? He put he plugged the beach in there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he goes my kind of town, Moon, Moon Beach, or something Moon like that. Beach. I'm like, really? You're you're gonna like taint, you're gonna taint a Sinatra song by putting that Moon Beach into it? Like, come on. Also, ha- also crazy. You, also, are there beaches on the moon? <laughs> that may be question thing. Like, how do you, how do you it's like, a beach on yeah. the moon? I mean, if well, if they are, I'm sure people are probably there right now I'm because sure these assholes can't stay at their house. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, We're going to the moon, guys. So yeah, uh, Pluto, Pluto, and uh, Rosario Dawson have to hide. So that you know that they pull the what, what I now refer to as the Winter Soldier, the, the Winter Soldier <laughs> tactic, to where they to yeah. where they kiss and not draw attention to themselves, and just like he he finishes just like oh, I think that worked, and like Rosario and like Rosario Dawson's really into him, just like okay, yeah, if there's anyone that would be aroused by that. It's Rosario Dawson and not Eddie Murphy, not and not any any male. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, they're trying to get to Rex. Cra- they're trying to get to Rex Crater, uh, but it doesn't work. They, they, get, they actually no. They, they spend the whole time detailing the process of how he's gonna go, jump on this platform, jump on the elevator, and go up to see Rex Crater's penthouse. Yeah, I spend like an ungodly amount of time detailing this, but they, then they don't do it. They just get captured. No. Anyway. Yeah. So just just have him get captured. Like, why even talk about it? Yeah. So. Then, then after then after that, Rose uh, Rosario Dawson and Randy Quaid get captured. It's just like why, why are we wasting time? Keep in mind this, this is an hour. This is an hour and seventeen minutes. I remember watching this and feeling like I, I felt like I was watching this for days. Yeah, it does. Dra- Some of it does drag. The movie's so short, but it does drag. It drags. So we now get to the real culprit behind all this, and the, the, like we get to the director's penthouse. The chair turns around, 
and it's Eddie Murphy. What? Da, da, da. <laughs> that, this little, it would have been so funny if this ended like a, a to be continued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, or kind of do like uh, the movies you should do. It'll say Pluto Nash will return in. <laughs> yeah. Pluto Nash do or whatever. Yeah. So if that was if that was weird enough, like he does that and like for some reason he just like looks left and right. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we like looked left and right for no reason. Like why did, why did he do that? Yeah, I It's like they were waiting yeah, to check I don't front, know. It's like they were waving the check in front of his face so they couldn't get him to run off to run off state to run off set. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, so at this point you're probably think what I was thinking, what the hell was the plot of this again? <laughs> Cuz when you look back, uh, well, it's really... Yeah, I mean to get us to Okay, so Pluto is basically trying to find his clone. Yes. But None of what has happened prior leads us here. Yeah, but it's really it's really weird. So to sum it up, Pluto was cloned years ago while he was in prison. He was cloned years ago in order by Alec Baldwin to be a puppet. However, yeah, because Alec Bal yeah Alec Baldwin's character's name Marucci or Marucci or something. Yeah, and he cloned him because he knew his way around the area, which I don't understand how that makes. Yeah, couldn't you just teach a guy to... Well, because you know, say he cloned his memories, which is not at all how cloning works. Yeah. Couldn't you just familiar... If you're Alec Baldwin, just familiarize yourself with where you're going, and then you don't have to do that? Yeah, they, clo- they cloned... I don't him, know. They cloned him to put him on the moon because gambling was about to be outlawed on Earth. However, Rex Creator decided yeah. he didn't want to be a puppet, so he killed the people who created him. What does this have to do with anything? Well, the clone now wants to buy his bar. That's it. There you have it. Who cares? Sell the bar. Ten million dollars. You're, you're, first off, you only pay two and a half to settle off uh, Tony's debt. So t- technically, you're making seven and a half million dollars off off of it. But not to mention, done. Not there to, you go. Not to mention, he never even seemed take, that interested in it. owning it. Like he, re- he really only just bought it to save oh, a friend. Even at the end, he he, he puts uh, Bruno's manager. Yeah, like you never really seem that into it, so I don't know. I don't know why yeah. there's such a problem. Yeah, yeah. But no, nope. I don't know. But no, apparently he really likes the bar now, as now he gets in a big fight with Rex Crater, which is really kind of a good metaphor for Eddie Murphy's career. He's find out who's gonna kill himself faster. <laughs> which I will give them credit for one, in for one incredibly funny setup. Because the scene where, like I said, they're, bo- they're both wearing the same thing. It's one of those, you know, one of those classic setups. But there's a scene where he get where one of them gets up. They see, he sees it. He punches. It's a mirror, and the other one is standing behind it. Like the staging on that, yeah, is the staging on that is incredibly creative. So yeah, it is kind of cool. So yeah, I'll give I'll give I'll give him one point for that. Although against all the negative points, doesn't really balance out. But yeah, that's yeah, the only positive point you're gonna get. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So could, but couldn't you see like this being like Eddie Murphy for like beating himself up for like back careers? It's just like this is for Norbit, this is for Meet Dave, this is for a thousand words, this is for defending Cosby. <laughs> then, this is for Haunted Mansion. This is for Haunted Mansion. The list Mansion. goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't up, he in a movie called Imagine That? Oh, it was. Yeah, Imagine That. He was. What was the plot of that again? Imagine that's a, a random one. Okay. I know. I, I just know he's in it. I could not couldn't even tell you. It was something about him and his daughter. I know that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the only thing I know about it. 
He throws Rex Crater out the window, and things seemingly go back to normal <laughs> as we started. I mean, I mean, he let yeah. Rosario Dawson sing, which he probably would have done anyway. And he lets Bruno run the club, which he also probably would have done anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, everything happened that would probably have happened anyway. So the movie ends on a confusing note that if your clone wants to... If your evil clone wants to buy your bar, don't let him. That's what I got out of this. I mean, in, in my situation, yeah. So how can you avoid this? If you have a clone that wants to buy your bar, sell it. Sell, you, know, you don't have or, to go through that. Or sell it. Or sell it. That's too. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, this movie is this movie is bad. This movie's not very good at all. Uh, final no, thoughts. it's a bad movie, but kind of how I, I said earlier, it's a bad movie that's it's watchable. You can still actually watch it because there's a lot of bad movies that are like hard to get through. I mean, this there's scenes where this movie's hard to get through, but uh, I mean, it's entertaining enough to just make fun of and watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, but see, so I mean, while it being a, ba- a bad movie, it's not the worst movie we've reviewed or no. or I've seen. I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas is still the gold the gold standard, but. Yeah, I, I will say, like... I don't think anything is ever going to beat that. I, I'd be impressed if you found something worse than that. But, yeah, I think I think that yeah. with it being just so dull, I think it almost kind of makes it worse because, yeah, I, it's it's a bad comedy, but, like, half the time... I'm yeah. not, like, is it even trying to be a comedy half the time? Because it's... it's this movie well, no, that's so, what we were saying earlier. Earlier, It's like it, it, it wrestles with it, trying to... Trying to figure out what it's what it's trying to do. This movie is just so just tonally confused. There's no one wants to be part of it. Wants to be a comedy. Part of it wants to be like a sci-fi action space adventure. And it's like it was written by two different people that just never talk to each other. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it lends for an overall just like bland bad package. And honestly, I'm glad that everyone in this, in this movie moved on to stronger work, except Randy Quaid, who I think is still hiding in Canada. But, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Rand, that uh, Eddie Murphy had such a hit with Dolomite is my name, because I like yeah. I like Eddie Murphy. I think, he's a, I think he's a great actor. I think he's hilarious. I want him to succeed, but not like this, man. This, this, is not, this ain't the way to do it. Well, Dream Girls too. We think we should mention that really kind of helped get him back in a, a little bit. It did with his uh, should've, his, should've his won, little role. Should have won his Oscar. Should have won an Oscar for Dream Girls. Yeah, uh, but nevertheless, uh, so that was the image of Pluto Nash. Uh, Russell, you want to give our plugs before we head up? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Notorious by Chance is the group. I think we're now over three hundred and thirty. So we're really we're growing it. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, join that Facebook group. That's the one where we put up all of our polls. Um, and then go ahead and check us out on uh, YouTube. We'll get back into that eventually. Um, it's notorious by chance on YouTube, so look us up there. We'll we t- try to talk about all the new releases, but obviously with coronavirus and all that stuff, there's no new releases. But we'll get back to it. Yeah, and uh, you find me Twitter, Screaming Chance World underscore ninety one. Check out uh, the Schmodown. You know, Patreon leads going. Oh, well, pa- well, Patreon leagues, not league, but the Patreon exhibitions are going. Some of them are like really, really fun. I've seen them. Uh, there's, actually, I do want to pimp out a match I wasn't even a part of. A great match between uh, Eric Zipper, my, my friends Eric Zipper and Stacey Howard. Just, yeah, a crazy level of play on that one. And, uh, yeah, I would like to advertise that they're 
was announced on the page. There is an inner geekdom tournament going on, and I will be stepping back into the ring. So uh, any competitors out there who may be listening to this, get ready, because I am. So uh, that's going to do it for us, and uh, we will see you next week for our belated Mother's Day special, which, oh, that's going <laughs> to, whenever we review, that's going to be a good one. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> be a I'm Chance, that's Russell, and we will see you next time.